Welcome to the Rise and the Challenge podcast. I'm your host, Alex Burkett. Today, Adrian Lee comes on the show. He is the founder of Leeway Fitness, and him and his team want to give you everything you need to succeed in life through fitness and coaching. He talks about his journey and what he had to do to find his passion in his career and what he enjoyed doing each and every day and how it motivates him to get up and go for it. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like on all major podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and now we are on iHeartRadio. Remember, you can follow us on the Rise of the Challenge podcast Instagram and the Rise of the Challenge podcast Facebook page to get the latest new content and new posts that we post every week. Each week, we have our quick fire challenge, and Adrian actually mentioned this quote in his interview if you, when you listen to it, but we kind of expand on it with this quick fire challenge. It's, it's never too late to start over. If you weren't happy with yesterday, try something different today. Don't stay stuck. Do better. So when you're thinking about this quote, if you're ever in a situation where you're not into it. You're not motivated at all. You need to kind of find yourself, do a self-reflection, and see what what's next out there. What can you do to get yourself into that better mindset? We talk about taking control of your life and making sure that you do what's best for you. So I want you to sit back and relax and listen to the Rise the Challenge of Adrian Lee. Please welcome my guest at this time, Adrian Lee. How are you doing today, Adrian? Hey, Alex, mate. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me along. Thank you for taking the opportunity to come on the show. With all my guests, we like to go through their rise to the challenge and their journey to get to where they are at at this point in their career. So what we like to do is we like to go right to the beginning. So talk about what you were involved in when you were growing up. Uh, when I was growing up, obviously, I was uh, I grew up in the country, country Victoria, so I live in Melbourne um, currently, but I lived in two hours away in Shepparton, a uh, little country town. Um, Dad was a builder, uh, mum was a stay-at-home wife, and always been involved in sporting, um, but essentially early years, I was just kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do, didn't really like school, um, kind of knew that I was a little bit different in a way, not different as in like totally different from like everyone else, but just knew that I knew that um, growing up as an only child that uh, I think I would be spending a bit of time by myself kind of learning about me and kind of where I wanted to go. Because uh, I think, you know, you probably relate to, to this now and, and your audience does as well. Like uh, the entrepreneurial journey is very lonely. You know, there's, you, you, I'm at home right now, like, quiet there's no one around like it's where you if you know where you're going um then essentially you know you can sort of find the right people along the way to support you so um yeah along the back to the early days uh i really struggled to find uh full-time work um i had a dad gave me basically 
set out a really good routine for me where I'll get up, have a shower, take my resume down um, to look for work every day, like walk everywhere, mind you. And like, I wouldn't come home until like, you know, I'd spent a full day of looking for work. And then eventually, so like, I guess as I got older, so that was about like 16 to 18. And then I finally got my first full-time job when I was 19. So my parents made me work for things. You know, if I wanted a car, if I wanted anything, I had to work for it. So I thought, well, there was a great incentive there to go out and yeah, it was, it was a big achievement, man, because when you're doing something for yourself and when you're like trying to find a job, so to speak, you are like, it's a big win. Like getting a full-time job, if you haven't had a job before, is a great thing. So that set me on the track um, in hospitality, which I worked in for about 10 years in hospitality, which gave me a really good foundation to something that I see a lot of people lacking these days. And that is communication skills, being able to communicate and just be genuine um, and build relationships. So I guess that's one area um, that I focus on has allowed me to sort of prosper a lot faster, faster, I guess you could say, um, just by being a people person um, and learning those skills from hospitality. And then essentially, uh, as we go for the past, let's just say the past 10 years, so I'm 36 now, um, I worked in construction. Um, my, my brother, um, who worked with dad um, and built the business, my brother was working down in Melbourne here and he actually got me a really good job. Um, and it was amazing, paid awesome. Um, but it was just, there was no heart, there was no love, there was no meaning. So I wasn't doing the, the work, I guess, that I loved, so meaningful work. And um, therefore I decided to pursue a, another avenue or vehicle um, after dad died. So dad died like five years ago and after that, as soon as that died, something changed in my head. And I was like, life is too short. Like, why am I doing work that I don't like? And knowing that I could do something else or at least start putting the, taking the steps uh, and the actions to um, get there. So yeah, basically I went, I was working full time straight up. I'd been following this business coach for like three years on YouTube and um, on Facebook, reached out to him and then started to build my face-to-face -face gym business. Well, not gym, but face-to-face. -face. Um, I used to do workplace group training. So at corporate office um, for fitness. And yeah, that's where it all started, man. Started Alex. So when you were younger, was it easy for you or hard for you to interact with other people, to make friends, to communicate with them? Not really, because mum was very outgoing and social, so I kind of followed suit, whereas dad was a bit reserved. So dad liked his own company, and I guess I like both. I like to be social, but I do like to have my own time where I just don't want anyone around. I just, I just do my thing, go for a walk, and just have that quiet time, which I think is essential in this day that we live in. Um, because there's so many distractions and yeah, there's always, uh, I guess something else to do on our to-do list. <laughs> yes, definitely with distractions. Um, I know I've been guilty of that. I mean, 
we all live by our phones all the time yeah. and social media and the best days I have are when I can go outside, enjoy the weather, especially now with the United States, we're getting into summer. Winter, yeah. you're like, I want to stay inside and I don't want to do anything. But I enjoy going outside every second I can. And I think nowadays with technology, I think parents are now realizing that they have to get people outside and doing something and get interactive because that's just going to end up in a bad place over time in a negative way. Did you have any mentors growing up? Someone that you inspired or looked up to? Yes and no. Obviously, like uh, being into the, the fitness scene, I looked up to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just a beast. Uh, I remember I've got his book back there, the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Great book. Um, really good book. Um, but essentially... I had like a couple of like local mentors um, for more so fitness, but no one really into business, to be honest, because I wasn't really looking down that uh, road at the time. But yeah, I guess as, as you get a little bit older and your priorities change and I guess, you know, as men, we kind of mature a little, a little bit later, maybe um, I started to really like want to surround myself with more winners um, people that were um, going a similar direction or had been there before. And then, um, yeah, I wasn't, I was never the type of person that wouldn't invest in myself. Um, but also you got to find the, the right people to, to mentor you and I guess coach you on that journey. I know some people, they have a hard time finding those people to yeah. like friends that are positive influence to them. Did you have yeah. those friends that were always supporting you at all times or did you kind of have to weed some out because they weren't the best for you? Uh, I was pretty fortunate. I grew up with uh, a couple of really close mates who were kind of entrepreneurial as well. Um, they kind of like to take risks, I guess, say, in uh, starting businesses and, um, you know, I guess being self-employed, so doing their own thing. Maybe not the real business, but just being self-employed. Um, so I've always kind of had positive people like that. And there has been a few negative, which just pushed them away. And, and Alex, that includes family, man. So I guess the next step after... Um, that you know the positive people in your life is like when I first told my family that I wanted to quit a really high paying job they were like thought out I was out of my mind right um, and I had to spend less time with them I didn't fully cut them out but I had to spend less time to focus on on me and what was important um, obviously you know having a wife and things like that to um, also uh, part of, you know, your priority as well. Um, yeah, you've just got to go believe in yourself, man, and uh, just go all in. And yeah, you go. So talk about the job. So the transition, that first job you had, what kind of skills did yep. you learn from it? From the job? Um, okay, great skills. Uh, obviously communication using different types of language to suit different people because um, in the construction industry um, 
most, not not all of them, but um, most of the men and women that work are very only, they only know their job role. So that's all they kind of educate themselves on. Um, so I guess it was, I was taking a step back in a way in um, learning on the job site, like the different language that they use, um, the different um, ways they communicate with you. It's more like yelling rather than like actually finding out a solution. It was more about, hey, here's the problem. Let's talk about that for the next six weeks and then not like be solution focused. So it's just, I guess, being a bit proactive. I started to learn as I went into managerial roles on in construction um, and being off the tools, I learned um, behind the scenes of a business. I learned, um, you know, how to do deals, how to um, run meetings. I learned self-confidence with running like toolbox meetings and those sorts of things. So it actually helped me to become um, better uh, in front of people, a group, how to speak. So kind of become a, like a leader um, and become better on video because I used to suck on video, dude, <laughs> big time. I know I do trainings for my position and one of the things I had trouble with was self-confidence and being able to get up in front of people and start talking to them. But I knew yeah. as more confident I am on the topic I'm talking about, the better I was. With education, yeah. with school, we all had to take a public speaking class. And the one uh, topic I remember to this date is I talked about curling, which is the sport with stones and you have to roll it on ice. No one has any idea about that unless they've watched the Olympics. But I just went home, watched a video on YouTube, and the next day I came in, scored 100% on a top on doing a, uh, a speech on it. And people yep. are like, have you ever played it? I go, no, I've never played it. But they were so amazed of how much information I knew about it. So all the skills yep. that you talked about, I think with real world experience, you're able to get more out of each skill that you gain. I know education kind of holds back and you kind of only look at what's in a textbook, but I believe that real world experience is the best way to learn nowadays. Yeah, man, I agree. Like, it's uh, I think it's great to have, um, you know, diplomas, courses, degrees, whatever you want, like certificates and all this and that. And I guess one thing that I cop a little bit on social media is like, why should I listen to you? You don't have this, 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 and this. I'm like, well, hey, man, I'll tell you something. And this is a quote that I heard ages and ages ago. It's like, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And like that goes more than any any diploma or degree or qualification you have or however how much money you have. When people generally know that you care, um, that's when they're going to take the interest and like start following you. So It just shows um, the passion, basically. The passion that you have yeah. for everything. Yeah, like think about it. Um, you know, we met on, on LinkedIn and I'm like, I didn't go and look up how many qualifications Alex had to talk to him. It's like, nice, genuine human. Cool. Let's have a chat, you know? Um, and I think people are starting to sort of figure that out in a way, like, I guess kind of wake up to like, you're not, you're not a piece of paper. You're not 
any of the things that you have, like, because it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, when you look at it from being present right now with, with where we are, nothing actually matters. And I guess that's um, something that I'll learn also, which we, maybe we can talk about later is, um, uh, I guess, gratitude and being present and those sorts of things that you start to learn along the way. Well, you brought up with LinkedIn, which is basically they show your resume, the things that you've done, experiences, but that's just all words. I think someone yeah. can learn more based on just having to talk like we are. Like I can go yeah. to your website and learn, but hearing the passion that you have for the stuff that you do is more inviting than just me reading a bunch of stuff because then I can hear your experience, where you, what, why you were doing it and all above everything above so after the you talked about the high paying job talk about what you were doing for that okay great question um so i've always kind of been an early bird so obviously starting on the building site was like 7 a.m and that would be to like 5 p.m monday to friday and then saturday like 7 or 2 30 so six days a week working which was fine um, and essentially I had to, I had to manage my time. So I had to have uh, a system. I had to have structure and rules in place to be able to, um, focus on and prioritize what was important to me at that time. So I guess, um, time management was one of the key things that allowed me to number one, not only still get my four workouts in every week. Um, in the morning, which was back then, I like to train in the morning. Now I don't, but <laughs> back then it was getting in the workouts in the morning, and then also focusing on building the side hustle or the business as well, um, which was a real challenge. Like doing that, um, and I can see why so many people don't make it happen and uh, sort of fall off because it's hard yakka. You know, you got to have the stamina, stamina, the grit, the, you know, the purpose, the passion, whatever it is that you want to talk, whatever words you want to use for it. Essentially, you've got to be willing to get up every day and do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. It's get the reps in. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you go to, the, to, to do a workout. Most people are trying to look for entertainment-based running around like clowns, to be honest. Um, because they're looking for entertainment. But essentially, what's going to get you results in your business and life is doing the things that are boring. And you've got to find a way to make them entertaining. Yep. (laughs) So um, that was one thing. I had a structure. I had a system. And I took that all the way through um, construction to where I'm at with business now. So systems, structure, rules, boundaries, like things that we were taught by mum and dad, that when we had to go out and and be independent, a lot of us thought, wow, this is freedom. I can, you know, have my own place and and do all these things. But sometimes that can be not such a good thing, having too much freedom. Because we also need to get things done and prioritise what's important to us. so. So you talked about taking something boring and making it more entertaining. Do you have examples yeah. on how you made something entertaining from a boring standpoint? Boring standpoint. Um, 
I guess you've got to, it's part of the process. So like, um, for me, it was when I was getting up early, I was reading books, to be honest, I didn't really enjoy reading books, but I was reading books on, on things that were going to help me in business. So I found a way to enjoy it. I was like, obviously I've actually still got a vision board now. I don't know whether you believe in things like that, but I did at the time I had like a vision board and I had like a whole list of things that, um, you know, I wanted to like buy or what I thought was like, um, the way I could look at success in a way. And, um, some of those things come true. Some of them haven't yet, but that's all good. But essentially it was for, for me it was finding enjoyment into reading, um, and then just making that kind of a habit every day. So whether it was like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, I just did it every day. So it's like, it's not how long you do it. It's like being consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, building on it over time. So I don't know if that's kind of the answer you wanted, but yeah, I think too, like if I can use the gym as an example, I love, I love training. However, it's just part of the life now. I don't find it super enjoyable, but I do it because it makes me feel good. It makes me stay in shape, you know, and I do it for other benefits such as, you know, your mood, stress, um, feeling self-confident, you know, energized and like basically ready to take on the world. You know what I mean? It's your armor. Well, you talk about your vision board. I use like a goals list. Like, where do I want to see myself in the future? And it keeps me motivated each day to get up, start doing stuff. If it's a small portion I can take care of to get me farther to that goal, I'm happy. I know I'm taking the stride towards a positive direction. What on your vision board is the toughest challenge for you to reach? Okay, so, um, well, one thing, I used to be kind of materialistic. Um, I no longer am. Uh, And I guess I'll I'll swing back around a sec, but I want to talk about um, gratitude for a second and just be... um, So one book I read that my mother-in-law gave me like six years ago was The Secret. And I don't believe everything in it. I believe certain aspects of it. But what it taught me was um, to... Uh, live in abundance obviously in everything you have in your life be grateful for it regardless of where you're at so for me I started to um, say a few words every day so it doesn't matter how I was feeling or or what was going on in life I'd always say the words and um, it allowed me to become into a place of like just true like happiness like it doesn't matter how I am and I'm like, I don't need anything else in my life. I have everything I need now. Like it's all here. I'm happy with from within. And I guess when you, when you finally reach that state, everything else is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but essentially from a, a challenge standpoint, I guess for me, I've always known there was something else inside of me that I needed to work on to be able to bring out. Um, and that is becoming the man and the leader to be able to 
impact other people's lives. So it's not about helping more people from a uh, buy my product standpoint. It's helping more people create jobs. So if I can be the business owner to create hundreds of jobs and feed hundreds of families and um, for me, that is giving back and looking after looking after them. So um, I don't know how you maybe best describe that, but yeah, it's it's more because when when sometimes when business owners go, I want to help more people. It's like cool, like helping more people means they're buying your product. But for me, it used to be that way, but now it's switched a lot because now I'm building a team and I'm helping other people. So the more clients I get on board, right, means the more families have jobs, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm building that team aspect. So for me, that's of a lot of importance and I can see that's the road I'm going down at the moment. Um, fitness being one of the vehicles to get there. Um, right now there's multiple vehicles that are um, all feeding into each other. Um, so yeah, like it's, you know, like fitness and nutrition and, and health and fitness is like the, the foundation to which everything is, is um, built upon. Because if you don't prioritize yourself first, then how are you going to help anyone else? Mm-hmm. So. Well, you mentioned taking, I listening to your experience, you take, you took a broad topic and you answered the why question. What I've learned this from doing this and doing interviews is what's your why? So you mentioned, I want to help people, but you answered why you want to help people. And you talked about make creating jobs for people, being that business owner, helping people motivate them and reach their goals. So you're definitely, you're always on that track to get to the next stage and hearing how you're passionate about it, you're going to get there. It may take a few few more hours in the day, more days, weeks, months, years, but I see it. You'll get to it. You started your fitness company. Was this right after you left the high paying job or was it like, talk about what was going through your mind when you were ready to leave and make the next transition? Uh, okay. So to some extent I was very comfortable, had a comfortable job. Um, I had great, uh, benefits to that. And one of those benefits was, uh, long service and redundancy. So I thought, Hmm, I've got like six to 12 months for both of them, what if I go and test out and worst case scenario, I can just come back to the comfortable job, right? Mm -hmm. And get paid really well. So I was like, cool. So, um, hired a coach, um, spent some time with him, took six months off and just went all in, in the face to face. Guess what happened? I fell on my face. Uh Oh, Uh -oh. (laughs) right. So, I went out, I was like, cool, this is going to be sweet. I'm going to get so many clients, you know, it's going to be amazing, man. No, didn't happen that way. So I went out, I got a couple of companies on board um, and it was great, but it was more time for money. So I was traveling a lot. I was basically doing the same work, except I was just traveling from one place to another. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ooh. And like, I've been doing this for probably a couple of months 
and I was getting on some big companies. Like I'm talking like hundreds of employees. And that, and I was just like, I was starting to get like a little bit too uh, confident in myself. And, um, and then I blew a couple of the companies from a contract that I put together um, that was way too much. Like it was, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I messed up big time. But anyway, uh, the point was, is that um, I went to like a mastermind with my coach uh, in Sydney and we had like a breakthrough or like a light bulb moment. He's like, dude, why don't you just stop all that and let's just focus on the online. I'm like, what does that look like? And he's like, I'll show you how to do everything. I'm like, okay, great. So anyway, uh, we started to do the online. That was really hard. So I had to get like better at video and um, I guess finding out who my market was, what was my message. A lot goes into it that people don't know. Um, and the thing is, you can be working on a lot of things. You could think like, oh, website's important and that funnel's important and and this is important and having a Facebook group's important and like all this stuff, right? And you're like, no, it's not. It's uh, it's about people getting to know you and um, understand your message. But in order to do that, you need a system um, and you need to find out what platform it is for you. Uh, so um, for me, uh, Facebook was never really, uh, I guess, the platform for me um, starting back um, when I first started. Um, so I decided to focus more on LinkedIn. And so I went and went back to work. So I took that six months. I went out, I learned a lot. I went back, said, okay, I'm going to hire another coach to give me more accountability and help me structure uh, my day, help me structure my life and give me an, um, a goal with the deadline and keep me accountable to it. So I was like, next time I go out and I'm doing it by myself, I'm not coming back. I will not be coming back to the full-time job. So I was like, cool, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to focus on. And then I went and hired another coach uh, who's amazing, taught me so much. And like a lot of some of the uh, systems and things that he helped me with um, I've been able to like help others with as well um, through my business and how I structure my training nutrition and also my coaching right so uh, hired a, a guy named Craig Valentine have you heard of Craig before? I have not okay awesome dude um, he's an author of like multiple books one of them's like um, The Perfect Day Formula which is probably one of his first books but um Craig um, started uh, at-home workouts back in like late, late, I think like 1999. Um, so he's, that was the era of when um, at-home workouts started called turbulence training. But anyway, Craig, I worked with Craig for a year and he, he said, when do you want to leave? And this was in November, like 2000 and, 15, something like that. And, um, and he, I said, oh, this time next year. He's like, no. Nah. He goes, April 2016. So not, so not five months, six months? He halved it. I'm like, cool. So what happens when you've got a deadline? You find a way. Mm -hmm. 
I was working construction. I knew that um, the time was coming. Um, I fell right into like, I was really unhappy with work and where I was at in life. And it was just like, it was painful. It was like a prison sentence in here for me because of everything that dad taught me um, where life can be over like that. I was like, every day was a day I didn't want to be where I was. So I just doubled down on, you know, um, structuring my days to be more uh, efficient and get the right stuff done in those hours. Cause it's not about more hours to get like getting the right shit done in those hours mm-hmm. uh, and look after yourself at the same time. You know, I wasn't staying up late. I wasn't staying up past nine thirty each night during the week. You know, I had very much structure. I wasn't staying up even though I had a side hustle I was building. I was looking after myself. I was getting sleep. Mm-hmm. I was treating myself as a high performer. Right? If you go and look at any of the big sporting clubs, they take breaks. Yep. Right? Because they can't go. They're human. We, we're not designed for that. We need to take a break. Um, so I learned a lot of things that helped me to move a lot of faster. Uh, and then, believe it or not, I left my full-time job um, two days before the date Craig and I set, and I haven't been back since. Now I just don't know any different. Like I had a lot of fear. A lot of fear could have held me back. What about this and what about that? What about this happens? What about that happens? Whatever. Like now we're about to have our first child and my wife is like, oh, but what if this? I'm like, what if anything happens today? Like you don't know. So all we can do is just like roll with it and we'll make it work. And I've kind of rolled with that attitude through everything. And now for me, uh, time and uh, protecting your time and your energy are the two like very valuable resources for me mm-hmm. that um, that I don't let go of very easily. And you do as you become, I guess, more in demand, and you be- and you actually learn the value of yourself. Um, then you say no to a lot of things because you know where you want to go. It's like the old crabs in the bucket. Have you ever heard that sort of before? Mm. So wow. have you, have you everyone, anyone um, tell you about that story? It's not like a story, but essentially like there's one crab in the bucket who wants to get out, right? Of the bucket to freedom. But then the rest of the crabs are trying to pull him down. So if you use that analogy, like um, in life now, there's so many people trying to sell you stuff and, and message you things and like, hey, 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 there are crabs in the bucket. That's, that's what, and that, that's how I look at it. All these people are trying to take your attention away. And if you let it, you'll go down with someone somewhere that you don't even need to go. You know, you get, you go out into the forest in the weeds and in the bushes and you get lost in there. Mm-hmm. But if you know where you're going, if you know what your purpose and your vision is, right, there's, all you need to do is just do that every day. Correct. And yeah. say, right? That's a, definitely a good way to think about it, that analogy. I've never heard of it, but thinking about it, I definitely could pro- probably experience that is I'm trying to go one way and people are going to try to take me in multiple different directions. But yes. I know the direction I need to go to further my career, further me personally. And that's all about who you 
get influenced by. So a bad influence could lead you down the wrong path and then it's going to take you a lot longer to get to where you want to be. Yeah, exactly, man. Spot on. You mentioned uh, when you were tra- or at the former job that your mind was like a prison. Would you say now it's in a better state of mind for you mentally? Big time. Like, the mind is free now, Alex. You know, you set your own... Uh, you live your own life, but you still have um, structure and boundaries and things like that. But they're good things. It keeps, it keeps you on track, you know? Like, for some people, it's like, I still go to bed the same time. I still get up at the same time. I still, you know, prioritize the most important task first thing in the morning when my energy is high. Um, I don't, like, have long morning routines or anything like that. And it's like, within 30 minutes, I'm sitting here at my computer and I'm bashing out what's important mm-hmm. and then or anyone else decides to distract me and take my time, you know? So you got to protect those hours that you set for yourself. Um, but from, yeah, the answer to your question, oh, dude, nothing, nothing compares to the mindset I was in back then. Nothing. And now, like, to, I guess, um, in a way, I still practice things that toughen my mindset um, and my body. Like, for example, um, it's, it's winter here now in Melbourne and um, I have a shower in the morning and it's, it's cold. I have a cold shower. It's freezing, right? For like, I set my timer for five and a half minutes and I'm just like in the shower, freezing. Have wash, whatever it is, but it uh, helps strengthen your mind and get uncomfortable. So the more uncomfortable I can get each day in something um, that I don't want to do, I just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that help me, helps me to grow and, and get stronger and be more resilient to life and what it throws at me because this is just the beginning really, like for anyone, for all of us, but, you know, every day you wake up or even now, it's, and I, as I said in my video I shot yesterday was um, for Monday motivation was, it's never too late to start again, you know, to start afresh and, um, yeah, like it doesn't matter how far you think you're gone or that it'll never happen. You never know if you don't start. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and build, so. When you get a client, talk about how you view success with them. What's the process like taking on a new client with your business? As in what specifically? So with your fitness business, you have a client that's coming to you and what's the process like? Do you take them through what their goals are or what are they looking to get out of the experience? Yep. Okay, so firstly, um, we do like an initial uh, questionnaire just to find out about them, where they're at, um, what what their challenges are what they've done in the past that didn't, didn't work. Um, and then find out what it is they actually need help with, what their goals are and things like that. But essentially I have a, a system, um, and it's like all up, there's six months worth of content there and it walks them through like a yellow brick road, right? So it helps them to educate, educates them about, 
like nutrition, training, walking, managing stress, lifestyle factors. So most of the things that um, I help people with are managing stress and lifestyle factors that will initially impact the results that they get throughout working with me or with us. And um, that's all laid out. And then simply, it doesn't matter where they're at in their fitness journey, whether they're beginner and they've never done any exercise or they're advanced, they can go through and learn the system to be able to get the results, whether it's you know losing weight, building muscle, whatever it is, whatever their goal is. And then the most important part of it is maintaining it. So that's where we show people how to maintain the results using science, science-based things that are quite in-depth that I can't talk about on social media because it'll just fly over people's head. So you've got to be able to resonate with people and, and show them um, the simplest ways to do things um, that are efficient that'll give, give them the results. Mm-hmm. So everything that I talk about, if people follow it, they'll get really good results because it's simple, right? Um, but essentially it goes beyond that. It comes back to that, mm-hmm. the mindset. Um, so it's all set up specifically to get a certain result. We simply coach them through it. And then we have, um, there's a couple of options. We've got two group coaching calls like this on Zoom during the week. Um, we've got uh, emails and um, accountability questions that goes out in the Facebook group to keep them accountable. We've got the community um, but essentially, it's all set up um, to have all the touch points for accountability, support, um, the right information. So then they're educated. So when an educated, if you if we have an educated client, they get better results. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Um, and that's like with anything. But it's about educating people through the process, and then more importantly, maintain those results. And so for me, I'm like, if you come to me, this has to be the final solution for you. You're not going to go anywhere else on this planet, right, again. You're not going to go, oh, shit, I'm in the same cycle again. I still can't lose weight. Mm -hmm. No, this is the final solution for you because it's laid out with all the information that I've researched over the years and what I've learned from coaches and nutritionists and strength experts and you know other people that um that i've spent my time um working with so yeah it's it's very educational how do you use uh like linkedin facebook to network and like expand to a broader audience so like for me i found you from someone else i was connected with that liked your video and then that's how i was introduced to you yep so how has linkedin been a success for you in a way oh mate um i guess for fitness uh fit pros um they've always kind of hung out instagram facebook and it's great like i think it's awesome um but i found a few years back uh, investing my time into LinkedIn and building my profile um, with another fitness expert as well um, who's become one of my best mates. Um, we decided to just focus our time and energy on LinkedIn. 
build our profile, profile, learn about the platform, um, how it worked, what it was about, what people used it for, and then find a system or a strategy or something that works and is able to generate you uh, your, your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So 90%, maybe a fraction less, let's just go, let's just go 80%. 80% of my clients come from LinkedIn. That's a good number. Yeah. Um, and that's consistent too. So once you have a, a message um, and you have a system, like a funnel, I guess like a sales funnel in a way, um, and you know how the platform works, which is very networking, very much community-based, very much um, uh, positive, very positive platform. Um, and you treat it like a kind of like a, not a tribe, but it's, it's a community, right, LinkedIn. So when you build a, a network and community, then it's about helping each other as well. So it's like, for example, um, I spoke to a guy yesterday and I was just like, he, uh, he goes, Adrian, I can't afford your services, whatever it is. I'm like, cool, jump on the call. So I jumped on a call with me, own time and gave him a plan. I said, if you do this, right, and you show me and I don't do this with like hardly anyone, um, show me that you will follow through with everything I tell you to do, then I will give you more of my time. So um, that was a great example. And I didn't want anything from it. That was just me just like, cool, I'll help this dude. He seems like a really good person. And yeah, I just, I want, I, for me, it's, it's just about connecting people, helping others, and then without even asking for it or thinking about it, like that comes back to you at some point. It comes back to just being a genuine person, mm-hmm. right? As saying, as I was saying before, people don't know how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So it's just about, um, it's about them. So for example, if I was gonna give someone a tip on the LinkedIn profile, your LinkedIn profile is not about you, it's about them. It's about the person who clicks on it. What is their problem? What is it that they are struggling with? So it's their what? what are the, what's their problem? And then simply your profile walks them through the problem they might have and how you can solve that problem. So that's where I'm seeing um, a lot of people really struggle on LinkedIn um, with their profile and their branding and things like that because they simply are talking about themselves and not about what the person wants. Right? It's all about you, Alex. It's all about you. It's not about me. It's about you and it's about the audience. Are they enjoying watching this video right now or listening to it? You know, It's all about them, not about me. That's why I find it really a bit of a challenge to talk about myself because I don't want to talk about me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather talk about you. I want to hear about you know your life, not my life. Um, and I guess that's something I'm working on. But essentially... Yeah, if you can go with like the giving hand and like just be genuine and like help people and also protect your time, right? Um, and your energy, then uh, you'll go far. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up a great point with talking about it's all about the person, but I kind of use use LinkedIn as sharing experiences. Like yeah. I don't I don't want it to be a biography where someone I could just write a book if I wanted to just write a biography on LinkedIn. 
but sharing That's the right. experience that I've gone through and things that I've gone through that relates to the person I'm talking to in a way that can help motivate someone. My job with this is to help motivate people to reach their goals. In other words, rise to their challenge is basically yeah. the theme of mine, uh, my title of this podcast. But you did bring a great point is because when I was clicking on you is what I wanted to learn, like, why am I going to about to click on you? Learn like the experiences that you had and then reach out and get to know you even more. And I definitely have learned a lot from your motivational posts, your workout posts and all of that is how it helps me by what you've gone through in a way. Yeah. So something we like to talk about is future, like our future goals. You mentioned your vision board. What does the future look like for you in the next couple years? One, you did say you're about to have a baby. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. But what does your future look like for you, professionally Very... or personally? Yeah. Um, personally, I think uh, become more of a, I guess, obviously a dad. Um, so that's a, a major focus, um, and I'm super excited for that. Um, but just, you know what, Alex, just to continually be evolving um, getting better, um, doing things better. Um, you know what, maybe even doing less. So maybe narrowing the focus down and, um, really, I could, cause I've got a couple of things in the pipeline at the moment with, um, how I'm tying in what I'm doing with my fitness business, um, and then showing other people. So like other trainers, gym owners, but also other business owners in general, who are like, or health and wellness experts that are wanting to grow their online business. So I'm kind of getting into that as well. I'm doing a lot of um, systems-based stuff. So like um, like building their foundation of their business, um, their, like, their branding, their social media, um, their funnels and things like that, um, and uh, helping them delegate the things that they shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. um, through like virtual assistants and things like that. But so I've got like a few things that I'm, I'm really focused on at the moment. Um, but essentially for me, uh, the number one priority is going to be family um, and obviously business. Cause for me, I don't build my business to be, um, to work around my life, to work around my family. Um, I mean, it's the other way around. I always get it wrong. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. You build your life, you build your business uh, around your life, not your life around your business. That's what I was getting at. Um, but essentially, uh, it's a, you know, obviously it feeds the family and all that good stuff, but you've got to learn to be able to um, turn off and have that time clearly defined where it's like work, family, family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, look, mate, lots of exciting things happening. Um, it'll just be simply um, building the next stages of leeway fitness. Um, more like, um, kind of like an umbrella. I don't know what you would call it, but it's like, it's, it'll have the fitness business and then like other services bait off that. So lots of things happening. It'll be all on the one website, leeway fitness, but yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just happy for today. Today is a great day, mate, and this is all we have. 
So you talked that's how about, I like to look at it. You talked about evolving. Uh, something, a quote that I look at in my life is becoming the greatest version of myself. Trying to find ways yep. to better myself, learn more, find new skills, develop myself in a way to get even better because we all don't know everything in this world but i enjoy learning from people and one of the things i learn is from these interviews i learned new tools new books that i can read new ideas new ways to look at life and i enjoy it and that's something that is always going to be part of me is becoming better in a way for someone listening to this interview what are some tips or advice you'd give them to rise to their challenge, to overcome an obstacle, to reach their goals? Do the deep work and that's in yourself. Like, um, take some time to like reflect on you. Um, spend some time maybe like getting out in mother nature and just staring at the trees with no distractions without anyone influencing you or anything like that, giving opinions. Um, it's just one thing, a couple of things that um, can make a huge difference to your daily life. It's just simplifying things, doing less but better, right? Um, so one of those things would just be taking time for yourself. What it is that you really want? Do you really want it? Because you're gonna be challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you, do you want to work for yourself? Do you want to, you know, work for someone else? Are you cool with that? Great. Just do whatever, do whatever makes you happy. Like not everyone has to be an entrepreneur or business owner or whatever. Like just what, are, what is it that you want to get out of life? Because before you know, it, it's going to be over. So people always think they have an abundance of time when well, we don't. Yep. Time, don't time goes by really fast. I mean, basically the weekend goes by quick so it's like did you get everything accomplished that you wanted like the chores at home but maybe you didn't so definitely with the time is crucial because a lot of us we think oh i'll get to it one day well we don't know when that one day will end so you definitely bring up a great point for someone getting into the industry that you're in what kind of advice would you give them Oh, I get this one, this question a little bit. Um, firstly, figure out um, what's your like freedom number. What do you mean like, freedom number? Okay, so like, if you want to like get into fitness and personal training, maybe own a gym or a studio or go online, like, how much money do you need to make to be able to create the lifestyle that you want? And then the rest of it is just tools. The rest is just details, but figure out like, cool, if I want to um, build a gym business or I want to be a personal trainer, you know, how much money do I need to make to be able to, to be able to give myself and my family the life that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially like, yep, yeah, by all means, um, you know, do your cert three and cert four in fitness and, and get your certificates and all that. But it's like the tiny, the tiniest bit of what you'll be doing. It's all marketing, Alex. It's all being able to get your message across. It's about being confident. Cause you might know how to do a squat and might know you might look great. You might have six pack abs or your bikini body or whatever. No one cares. No one actually cares, right? 
What matters is that you can get your message across the market and people will get to know you as the go-to, um, uh, the trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be able to resonate with people. So I guess starting out, figure out what your freedom number is, number one. Figure out um, whether you want to be a gym, a studio, or um, online. And if you do, then find someone who's doing what you're doing and replicate that, that you trust and that you know gets results. Uh, and invest in yourself into the right coach or mentor or whatever. Um, because there's, as I was saying earlier, like there's so many things you could be doing and a lot of it's just a waste of time for where you're at now. Because remember, it's where you're at now. What might work for some other person who's got, who's, you know, doing millions of dollars in their company a year is not going to be the same thing that you need to start doing right now. So it's all a process. It's building on it over time. So. Doesn't happen overnight, basically. Ah, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you, Adrian, for coming on to the show and taking the time to talk about your Rise to the Challenge. Um, I can't wait to see what else you do and the new posts that you bring out. Um, I'm always following and learning more from you. Mate, it's been absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate you inviting inviting me on here, Alex. And uh, mate, I'm super pumped. What's to come for you, mate? Tune in next time. Hear my next guest talk about their Rise to the Challenge. If you haven't done it already, make sure you follow our Instagram and Facebook page. It's the latest content that we post each week. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major podcast platforms. Think about listening to this interview. What are you going to do next to motivate yourself? What are you going to do to rise the challenge? Remember, you decide. Have a great day, everyone.